Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. to think about it it is right here it is right now how you doing today brandon stokely we're back we're back 11 to 2 11 to 2 next two days 11 to 2 in the stew back in the studio oh no yeah no more uh, oh what's this guy doing Uh-oh. 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 He's strutting in here. He's strutting in here like he owns a place. Well, He already kicked me out of my studio that I I work in and just booted me out of there. I'm like, dude, you don't even work here. Like, what are you doing here? And uh, none other than Brock Hewitt. Hey, Dad. Dude, why you throw that stray my way? Why you do that the other day? What did I say? I you forgot. know what you did. You what? threw a stray right at me. This guy's cackling like that. He thinks it it's just, the funniest thing ever. It what just you felt doing? natural. It just felt natural. It wasn't natural. even a stray. That was a direct shot. Yep. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's go Broncos. <laughs> Let's leave all that Seattle stuff with Brock in Seattle. Yeah. Oh, I hate that's him. Right. That's hate, right. I hate Brock. I hate them slogans. Yeah. Oh, I heard you. Oh, man. Ninety-nine percent of that's true. I don't know if I said I hated you. Did I say I hated you? <laughs> you might have. I might have. I, I can't recall. It was just I a tone. It was. A, it was doing, a tone. What, what is going on with you here uh, lately? Besides coming into yeah. my studio when yep. I'm trying to get work done yep. And, yep. and kicking me out of there. What, 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 well, what brings you in here? Well, today? what happened today? Let's see. Uh, Excel Energy. Uh, you uh-huh. know, uh, power went out. No reason, but, but no there's, rhyme, there's the whole no, cul-de-sac. I know. There's no power going out yep. anywhere else but just your house. So I need the power to do the show from home. And when that happened, then I just you know busted over here. Raj took care of me, booted you out from doing your auction commercials. They're yeah, good. roller auction. Bro, you're roller auction. That's, Thank you're, you. You're good at those. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, street sweepers. Yes. yes. Thank you got need a street you sweeper? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so got I came covered. over here. I knocked it out. We just taped an awesome, or not tape. We just did a great interview, teaching tape. With Michael Bennett, great interview. Oh, he's wow. Tell, yeah, yes, he comes tape. out. He comes out. He's like, you ought to listen to, that, to teach and tape. Teach and tape for an interview. Tape. It was really good. Wow. But empower I, your guests is yeah. what you said, something like That's that? That's right. You empower your guests. But okay. I got a question for you, too, and this is right up your alleys. You love quarterbacks. You know football as well as anybody, Stoke, especially receiver. So I got this. I, I want you to think about it. In fact, close your eyes, Stoke. Okay. I want you, yeah, I want close. you to close yes. your eyes. Keep yours wide open, Zach. Slap them across the face. So there. what is uh, – and I'll, and I'll preface it with this. Russell is going to be better this year. There's no question. He will be better this year. Sean Payton's next on play caller. Really good. So just fast forward, maybe Friday night, but let's get to the regular season. Raiders, week one, right? Sean Payton, man, he used the preseason to evaluate everything. He knows what Russ is, what he's not. You know, he's been good cop. It's just positive. He's going to set things up. They're going to pound the football, pound the football, Stokely, and then that call's going to come in, and that shot play's coming. And it's there. It's beautiful. And Stokely's running the deep over, man. Florida. Florida, we called it with the Colts, man. You're running that deep over. It's all set up. The touchdown is there. And Russ doesn't see it. Oh, no. He holds the the ball. He takes a sack. What are you doing, bro? He doesn't throw it. And what happens between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson coming off the field? (sighs) Um... You know that, that that's going to be interesting to see. 
and and how so I think Sean won't uh, overreact in the moment. I mean, I I don't think. Do you? I mean, have you called some of his games? Look, I, I'm not. A, I don't watch. I didn't watch Sean Payton game in and game out. You probably know him better than me. I seen him on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. You know, c- c- does he get hot? Oh, he's a feisty sucker yeah, now. But he's he, Parcellsian. Yeah, right. right, right oh yeah, right. on sidelines. I old teammate. I remember Colby Parkinson, the old tight end, good player, hippie hair from Stanford. Played for oh, the Colts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, concussions ended his career in New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's shared some stories like <laughs> Sean is pretty calm. <laughs> <laughs> So go ahead. That's yeah. empowering a guest. See how he did that? He yeah. empowers it. He builds right. him up. Yeah. And, uh, he said on, ga- there. on game day, it was different. Like, it was, he was pretty emotional on game day. Really? Okay. Yeah. And well. especially when he sets those things up. And you know that. Right. You yeah. set that up. You set that up. So maybe not the first time. Maybe not the second right. time. But you tell me what Sean Payton's going to do in the post game. Let's say they lose. Not to the Raiders. But let's say we miss some shots. We take some sacks. I think I played some sound for you guys when Pete, that final year, final year, 10 years in, finally started to be a little bit like, can't take a sack there. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even like demonstrably negative. No, no yes, yes, you did play that piece of audio from it. It was a Monday after. Lost to the Bears, yep. took a sack, a field goal to, con- to clinch the game and make it two score, went from 35 to 48, missed it, and, you know, and... And Pete, basically, that, that was as hardcore as Pete goes. Got to get rid of the ball. We just can't take a sack there. So, and Russ came out and was like, I make plays. I make plays. I run around. I, I've done that my whole career. I'm not going to change. I, I think for us, you know, being out there every day, and, uh-huh. it, you know, he's gotten better. And, yes. and yesterday was, was his best day. And um, my, uh, we've talked a lot about this. And, and Jake Palmer was on the Players Club with them a, a few days ago. Russ is only getting, you know, four reps with the team, yeah. uh, four reps of seven on seven. And and then they run another team drill, and it's four reps of what? first four. That's that's it. It's four, four, four for first string, second string, third string. I mean, yeah. Danucci's getting the same know. reps as Russ. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, what? Do you have an issue with that? Like, I, I don't understand. I mean, did Peyton give me a rep in Terre Haute? Did, did I ever get a rep? I don't, I don't <laughs> remember seeing you. I was like, is this guy still on the football team? What is he doing Tom here? Moore didn't like, even know I was left-handed. Right. Like, I actually, can we call that 219 so I can we got to go the other way for me, Tom. I'm actually left-handed. Oh, you, oh, you are? I didn't know you were left-handed because that is never, too funny. You never got a rep. Right, that's what I was telling Zach. I mean, like Peyton wanted all of them. Yep. yep. And then like one-on-ones and stuff. Like he's taking as many as he can okay, get. Okay, so why is he doing it? I don't know. What's your guess? I have no idea. Yes, have, you do. I, come I, on. Come on. Give me some. Brock is out on, on Zach. Holy cow, breaking news. Zach is kind to you. Zach does a great Zach's job. Zach's nice to you. You took it straight at me, I take it straight at you. Does, I'm sweating over here, Brock. I'm like, yes. sweating. Settle exactly. down. Why? Holy, look how good your hair looks today, it's by the way. Holy cow. Oh, my God. I mean, goodness. Why, why, why is he splitting why is he reps he up splitting like that? What, would, what, would, what, what, what well, would be a possible I, reason? Because Sean Payton might view it as, man, we might need one of these guys. Mm-hmm. Whether Russ gets injured or his doesn't play well. Mm-hmm. I can understand that with ah. Stidham, but not Danucci, right. too. Not Danucci, Brock. Come on. No. And no disrespect, but, that, but that's just. But yeah, disrespect. I, my mind goes two ways. A little bit of that, no question about it. But it's also like, hey, you're you're not in charge, three. You know, like, I, good cop on, publicly, you know, it'll do all of that, but privately, you're not any more special than any of them. I watched I know, your tape last year. but we need him, Brock. I mean, he needs a yeah, this is a new offense But what happened, what happened in 10 years, Stokely, in Seattle? Was he handed it? Was he treated differently? Was he like, no, 
No, and those LLB dudes cussed them out. Ben no, was but sure. this, isn't, this isn't like a, a perk. This isn't like a, an extra because you're Russell Wilson. This isn't like, you know, letting the whole family go into the, the facility mm-hmm. when everybody else is not able to. This isn't one of those things. This is to help the football team. This is our starting quarterback. I mean, Peyton did it. Mm-hmm. Why are you down on Peyton? Peyton earned he, the right to do that because he well, built it all. It was equity in the bank. This is my team. Mm. Tom Moore, this is what I'd like to do. But this These is are the plays we're going to run. Well, this year, this well, is his team. Well, one of the things that Jake said to the players club is that I would go to the coach and say, hey, we need to increase. If Russell went to Sean Payton and said, hey, I, I need more reps, I'm curious what the response would be. Mm-hmm. What Do you think Russ is going to do I that think, right now? No, no, mm-hmm. not right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, but but that's a conversation like, you know, you can easily have. It's not like a demand like, hey, coach, do you think I can get a few more? But right. like to, instead of getting four, can I get six? I mean, what's the big deal there? I think as a coach, you would be like, yeah, yeah, I think that, that'll work. Sean, Sp- Sean Payton spent a year doing his homework. He wanted this job. I don't know how much he loved, you know, Russell coming into it. We've heard different things. And maybe with Mr. Bradshaw, he said some things, everything else. But I'll tell you what he did. He did his homework and knows the way that Pete Carroll got the most out of him was to run the football, to play pass, to, to play to his strengths, right? And, and Schler says this all the time when he shares any Peyton, uh, Sean Payton story. It's, hey, man, Sean Payton's all about protecting our weaknesses. Mm. I'm not going to put my guys in a position to be exposed. I, I'm going to protect our weaknesses, and then we'll get to our strengths. Russell Wilson's at, the, at his best when he's, you got to compete. You got to come out and earn it. You got to come out here, and you're just every one of these guys. And, and the LOB did it, and Pete did it, and Marshawn did it, and the run game did it, and all those things were there in place in Seattle. And I think Sean knows, man, to get the very most out of this guy, I'm going to make him earn it. I'm going to make him compete for everything. I'm not going to treat him like Peyton got treated because he hasn't done it here. Are you sure this is his team, Stoke? When you were like, hey, man, this is Russ's team. This year it is. Is this Sean Payton's team or is this Russ's team? No, this well, is Sean Payton's team. Well, yeah, team. of course it is. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's Sean Payton's team, but it's also, like, you got to have your quarterback. You do? Right? So, I mean, it's it's Russ's offense. I mean, he's running the show. I mean, it, it's not like, oh, you know, this is a quarterback competition. No. You want to empower your starting quarterback. You that's do? what good coaches do, you bro. Do? do you coach your kids? I hope not. I do, not man. Not like that. That's, oh not, that's not how you operate. Stop. I do. Right? You empower your kids. You uplift them. And if they one of them came to you and asked yes. for more reps and he yes. was the starter. Let's go. He was the point guard. I would give him more reps. I yes. mean, you just, I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we had you on a few months ago. You Whoa. didn't even remember where your daughters went to college. Oh, and now God. this is the way you coach? Unbelievable. <laughs> I don't, I don't Get it, man. Oh, my God. Brock Heward, impromptu, joining us in studio because he didn't pay his energy bill. Oh, uh, oh, I can, hey, oh, oh. I can, I can let you wow. have a few dollars wow. if you need. Wow. Do, we, do we need to start a GoFundMe? What are you, Brock? What happened? You didn't pay us. Stokely. Is that? Stokely, I'm going to ask you one more time. Uh, is this Russ's team? Or is this Sean Payton's team? No, this is Sean Payton's team. Yeah. There's no there's no question about that. I'll, no. I'll agree with both of y'all on that. Um, no. I'm not arguing that. But at the same time, this is Russ's offense, yes. right? I mean, he's the quarterback. You want to empower the quarterback. That's the most important position. Yep. You need a quarterback to be successful, and so you, you need that relationship What do you want there? to see tomorrow night? 
How long do we got? You got to go? If we, 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 we technically we do, do what we want. Can you stick around for one more segment? I, I mean, if Stokely will have me. All right, all right. I'd love to have him. You want to do just one more? Yes, yes. more. The power's still out at home. I got nothing to go home to. Exactly. <laughs> Brock, family doesn't Brock, like you are in studio. I forgot up. to pay the bill. <laughs> Coming up next. They hate him. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Call me daddy. I'm feeling blue. Call me daddy. I need to talk to you. Call me daddy. I can't believe the abs lost it. I was just thinking, like, why why did we end up in a place where we have to call Brock daddy through the Mm offseason? Which I called him daddy in the hallway. Yeah. I said, hey, daddy. He said, hey, the season started. You don't you don't need to yeah. do that anymore. So, so we're good. It's over. Yeah. It, it yeah. felt you- natural, though. I mean, there is a vacancy on the death chart there for me. So I was like, nice to give you a big <laughs> hug and call your dad. <laughs> um, uh, Brock Heward is in studio, former quarterback at University of Washington. Oh, my gosh. I got to get your Pac-12 thoughts before we oh. cut you loose, dude. I got to get you. He's, so he's a Seattle guy. He's been uh, doing Seattle radio in the morning mm. um, at Seattle Sports for many years. Uh, but he, he's he's made Denver his home, um, and he's in studio with us. Um, where did we leave off there? You were grilling him on something. I just want to come back because I do think this is going to be the headline through Friday night, tomorrow night they play, through the rest of the preseason into this season, right? Is this – last year was Russ's team. Last year was Russ's offense. Last year was Russ handpicking everything. Last year was Russ empowering, and, and, and I will do it this way, and I'll have my people here, there, and everywhere. This year is not that. You know, I don't know if it's quite anonymous donors, right? <laughs> At least with the head man, not, not right, so much. Right. With him. But it is very clearly, to me, on the outside, you guys are there every day. You're watching it. But just from the outside, it sure feels like Sean Payton's trying to make it abundantly clear to the owners that gave him $90-some million, this is my team. I know how to do it. I know how to build it. And I'm going to do it my way. And that makes sense, you know, because uh, like if you're trying, you know, Zach, you talk a lot about culture. And if you're trying to reboot the culture and set a different standard around here, it's like this is the way we're doing it. This is how it's going to be done. And I don't think that's the right way to operate. I think you can find other ways to do that and get your starting quarterback more reps uh, than what he's getting mm-hmm. in these team drills and these seven-on-seven drills. So I think you can still do that. But also, like, do what's best for your football team. Right. And to Mm -hmm. me, doing what's best for your football team isn't giving Ben DiNucci the same amount of reps as your starter, Russell Wilson. See, that makes sense to me. Right. That that, that, that makes sense. So, so where's the line of like resetting things, but not having those same things as a detriment to the football team? I'll give you a quick story on that one because I think it is totally calculated. I, I think this is all completely calculated. They script everything. They plan everything. They talk through everything. They've had months to do it uh, before training camp even started. So this was going to be the plan all the way along. And it reminds me of, I think this preceded you. When did you come to Seattle? What year was that? 2010. Okay. So, yeah, this is well before you. Uh, I'm there. Uh, rookie year, tear down the whole team, bring in Matt Hasselback. Traded for Matt from Green Bay. Mike Holmgren was there with him. For a few years, Matt was on the practice squad. He backed up Brett Favre. He got to watch it. Um, so they trade for him. He gets a new contract. And Matt Hasselback now, after years, is like, okay, I'm Brett Favre. Let's go. I'll make the Tom calls. I got it. Yeah, well, two just like, I got it. And Mike's like, no, you won't. We're going to chapter one. Like, you're, you're, you're in, like, chapter 10. And, A, you have never done it. B, you're not Brett Favre. But most importantly, this team, this culture we're building, 
all has to start on chapter one. No, I'm good, Mike. I, I got it, man. I know I can do it. I, you're not listening to me. And they butted heads. And so much so that he benched Hasselback and Trent Dilfer started a bunch of that season. Mm, right. And it was the ultimate humble pill that you are going to do it my way or you're not going to play. And so it's different because Matt was inexperienced. Russ is a 10-year, nine-time pro bowler. But I do think there's something of, no, 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 we're going to do it this way. And we're going to go back, and it might be old school to go four four four, and to give these backups all of these reps. But I'm very clearly going to build this thing from the ground up, and I'm going to do it in my vision. And after last season's debacle, I think Russell that that's welcome news. Oh yeah, I I agree. And 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 while we have you here, and you're listening to the voice of Brock Heward uh, in studio with us, I. <laughs> There's an essential question I have about this season, and I think it might be the theme of the season outside wins and losses. What is the approach from Pete Carroll? Is it, or Pete Carroll, I'm sorry. Uh, what is the approach from Sean Payton? Is it, I'm going to run my system because I need to find out if you're the quarterback here moving forward. So I'm going to run the system that I run, and I'm going to figure out if you can run it or not. Or am I paring everything down, simplifying things, and looking at this season in a vacuum, trying to get the best out of the season? Mm-hmm. Because my spin it forward follow-up to that is, if that's the way that it is, do you need to pay that guy a quarter billion dollars to play that role moving forward? You guys ever play the card game BS? No. It's a lying game? You know, you're just trying to put the card on your head. No, no, you got cards. You try to say, oh, I got three fours. I got two eights. And you just kind of, you try to eliminate all your cards. The Heward family played it and we're terrible liars. For money or? Terrible liars. No, no, no no money. Terrible, terrible liars. Can't hide anything. Stokely's a good poker player. I mean, you got that face. You just don't, you don't mess with him. Look at me in my eyes. Okay. So I tell you that because I think to answer that question, they were very, very, very clear tells this off season. You go get Mike McGlinchey, you go get these guys, you go draft the way you did. You are building this team in the image to put Russell in his best place possible. You are looking at what Pete did with Breno Giacomini and Russell Okung and Marshawn Lynch. and You are looking at this is how Russell can still do this. If you pound the football and you run and you're not a volume team, we can do this. And he's going to say, I did it with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy was 5-0. and Yeah. When he came in with the Saints, it wasn't Drew Brees' system. I did it with Taysom Hill. He was 7-2. and two. I'll pound you. I came from Bill Parcells' tree. I know how to be the biggest, baddest bully out there. And that, by the way, is the best way to build a team around this guy's skill set. So I think the tells in the offseason were there. I think this is Jumbo Elliott. I think this is pound you. I think this is break your will. And then we'll let this QB make five or six plays a game that are different. And that he's got a skill set and a deep ball still to be capable of doing. There was a Breno Giacomino. Oh, Breno Giacomini. I was teammates with him in 2010. Nasty. Yeah. Yeah. So Nasty. I absolutely love that. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of where we were at, at the start of this thing. Yeah. You know, when they were doing the moves, it's like they're going to help Russ. They're going to help Russ. They're going to uh, be a run first, run second, play action football team. Then we kind of got away from that a little bit. But it makes sense. What it are you does. seeing at camp? It, 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 and I know it's hard at camp because it's only, as you said, four reps. You're going to see it right. tomorrow night, right? I mean, you, you got, if you're going to be that team, you're going to establish that Friday night, first preseason game, we're playing our starters, and we're going to pound you. So you, you think that we're going to learn a lot by just how they operate offensively tomorrow that, night? I think it will be a very natural domino to the way you've constructed your team. 
if you built your team this way, had they gone out and gotten finesse left tackles, right? Had they gone out and not spent that way? They gone out and drafted receivers and done all that. You know, I, th- I think it's a different story. I think you'll see tomorrow night the start of it. I, I have a um, big picture, minor pushback to the setup for this season as it uh, uh, involves Russ. You mentioned the right tackle, mm-hmm. Ben Pay and Ben Powers. You know, in some of the stuff we've seen, I have a minor pushback. I, I want to get to a little bit later in the show um, before you go. Um, just want to say, I love you so much. And can you stay till two? Ah, shoot, <laughs> I can't. My wife texted powers back on. Pack 12. Yeah. Give us a pack oh, yes, 12 yes, real yes, quick. Yes. Give us a pack 12 or pack four, pack two. What is Goodness it now? gracious. Rock? Okay. I'm going to say for one more segment, if you want pack 12 and you want me to unload for about three minutes. Perfect. Okay. I'd love to hear it. Right. That's coming up next. to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. I don't always wake up in the morning. What are you doing in the morning? Pull myself oh. strong. Not in the morning. Oh, but when I get lonely, I do. Your memory gets to burn. Laying back on the bourbon. Oh. So as hell can't keep leaning on you. Brock Heward is in studio for one more segment. The Brockster. Totally impromptu, and our Thursday's better off for it. Um, Really curious um, on your thoughts on the Pac-12. You were a terrific quarterback at University of Washington. Um, You've made Seattle your home, but you also call college games for Fox. You Mm -hmm. have your fingers over the pulse of this stuff. Um, I'm just really curious how you're viewing the dissolving of yeah. the Pac-12. Yeah, I'm super, oh, man, angry, super angry. And over, I don't know, 96, whatever it's been, it's calmed a little bit, just understanding the emotion and just the rage versus the head. And, and knowing that this was coming, knowing that the hubris and the arrogance and the elite West Coast upper campuses and their academic environments drove this. They empowered a frail, weak leader in Larry Scott. They, they, this is what they wanted. And for years and years and years, you could see this coming. USC threatened to go independent behind the scenes for a lot of years. And I was like, they're not going. They're not lead. Come on. SC, UCLA, this is the, this is a hundred years old. And this isn't the Southwest Conference or the Big E. This is the Pac 12, right? And just isolated geographically, they can't leave. And when they left 15 months ago in June, I was like, this is, this is bad. This is bad that day, and this is bad with what's to come. And ultimately, George Klievkoff, the new commissioner, could not dig out of the grave that he was buried in. Oh, keep going. And the suckiest thing of it all is the two teams that had the least to do with it, the least to do with it, are the absolute most damaged and most hurt. Oregon State and Washington State did more with less than anybody they leverage themselves. They're in debt. Washington State will be in significant debt. Now, we'll see what the damages are. This will all be legal, and maybe they're made whole. Mm. But to build facilities, yeah. to upgrade their stadium, to compete with the Joneses, to do everything right. And by the way, it'd be pretty good. Morgan State, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Wazoo, I did the game at Wisconsin. Got Paul Chris fired. And those two schools are the most damaged. The other two, I could care less about. And I'm sorry if there's a Stanford or Cal grad out there, but your upper campuses did this. You were at the front of the line with Larry Scott saying, we're the Pac-12. We don't need anybody. Football, whatever. We're fine. We'll be just fine. We can have our own network. We'll do our own thing. We don't need to partner with Fox. 
then moved to L.A. In fact, we're going to go up into San Francisco. Yeah. And, and have the most expensive real estate and be the hoity-toity, bougie, we're fine. And that thing went way over budget by millions and millions of dollars. Explain the, old, the, explain old, the, the San Francisco uh, analogy. They moved their league offices to right. the most expensive real estate in San Francisco for no reason other than to portray that we are better than anybody else. Put your league office in L.A. and shut up. The league office for the SEC is in Birmingham, a little office building across from UAB's football stadium. That's the SEC. It's not about you, Larry Scott. It's not about your office. It's about your student-athletes, and it wasn't. In many of these campuses, Stoke, it was outrageous. They didn't even want, do we even need football? Why why did USC and UCLA uh, leave and start this kind of domino effect here? Yeah, for that reason. For that reason. Cal, Stanford, these, these teams, there's no interest. There's no fans. A couple of years ago, 21, Marshawn Lynch was doing a Friday, night, a Friday night Cal game, and they did a bobblehead of him driving the golf course around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he literally, if you <laughs> on live television, looked around the stadium and said to the, you know, the sideline, like, what the bleep is going on here? Yeah. You know? And USC and UCLA tired of it. You know, we're, we're competing now. UCLA also didn't fill the Rose Bowl very well, not very well attended. They kind of rode on USC's bootstraps a little bit. But they realized where this was going. And we got to go to leadership, and we got to go to exposure, and we got to go to stability, and we got to go to a Big Ten that partnered with Fox, that built an unbelievable both Big Ten network, and then the rest of it. And see ya. We're going to look out for our own best interests because all you care about is yourselves. That word arrogance with the Pac-12 and following, I, I've been following this for over a year very closely. And that re- region in San Francisco that you alluded to, moving the league offices, apparently is one of the five richest places to build anything in the United States of America. They went way over budget, yep. but they also mishandled the payments to the universities. Yes. There was miscalculated yes. bookkeeping. Yes. And then you're like, wait, these schools have to pay this back? And then the new commissioner, George, what's it? Klevikov. Klevikov. He's on the record for a year straight, like three or four different times, so we're going to get a better deal than the Pac-12. Yes. Like, why Why are you saying that stuff into microphones? I sat like- in alumni meetings. We had these alumni meetings, and there were a couple alumni from every school and a bunch of media guys, obviously, and and that, the, the hubris of, oh, we, we're going to get a better deal. <laughs> yeah, it's way better. And why would you say it repeatedly as recent as— A better as, deal than who? Uh, th- than the Big 12. Big 12. Yeah, because they were never going to get to—oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They, yeah. were, they were never going to get to the SEC and Big 10. Nope. But their goal was to surpass uh, the, the, the ACC and the Big 12. Yep. And it's so it's so far off. And, and then in the end—and then in the end, what they present them? In the end, it was like, here's the deal. Oh, we got a deal. Was it like twenty million bucks a year? Which is like seventeen million dollars less than every Big Twelve school will get every single year through twenty thirty seven. So it's not just a seventeen million dollar difference. It's seventeen this year and next year and the year after that. It's crippling to the conference. No ESPN, no Fox, no yeah. what, no, no anything. What are they? What are Apple? they on? Apple. Uh-oh. And it's incentive based. Get this many get this many views for this game. The problem is you run into Pac twelve games. Right. You say, Oh, it's a three point game in Oregon, Oregon State, I'm gonna flip over. Ten o'clock at night. Yeah. You're not doing that with Apple TV. No. So they built this incentive subscription base, like get this many subscribers and we'll pay you this much. The whole thing was a disaster, man. Absolutely brutal. Brock, who ultimately um the regents, the presidents, and the commissioner. Period, end of story. Stanford, for years and years and years and years. Cal. Yep. Yep, the and, regents and the, and the presidents and the board of regents and the, and the commissioner thought that they were smarter than everybody else. Wow, Brock, what, what a shame! I mean, that's that's a, and, and for a guy like you, you know, I'm not a, a West Coast guy, um, but I mean, does that is that? I mean, you said it; it, it, it hurts. 
Yeah, this isn't the end. I mean, this now just sets up further of what's to come. And the plaintiffs right now in lawsuits trying to uh, claim that these student-athletes are employees, they're, they just got a whole lot more fuel. Right. They just got a lot more. Yep. They, they're the ones clapping the most at the disintegration. They're not student-athletes. All they yep. are is employees. Yep. And all you've done with this move is show that, that it's in the best interest of you as your schools and, and, and to use those student-athletes as assets and employees to make the most money. You, Bro, ch- you chase the money. One more from me here. Sorry. Um, uh, but do you think I've, I've seen a lot of chatter about, hey, let's just do football conferences and then like basketball, baseball, you know, um, you know, softball, whatever the case may be. They can you know be more regional. And so the travel schedule for them isn't as, as stressful and they play more games. You know what the danger of that is? You see that happening at all? Go ahead. You know what the danger of that is? You, you start to, OK, that, well, that makes sense. But then what's going to happen is that football that makes all the revenue. Yeah, we'll just we'll just break off. We'll just be and then the rest of you just be intramural sports. Yeah, if you want to do that, just stay regionally and do all. Yep, yeah, that's fine. It makes a whole lot more sense. But you're not going to be you're not going to be on scholarship. You're going to be on intramural because football is going to break off. If football is going to do its own thing, Stoke, let right. football do its own right. thing. Football will do its own thing. And and no other sport makes money. Even men's basketball. Some of the universities that you would think makes money. They don't. Nope. Oftentimes, UConn women's basketball. They don't make money. They lose money. So. Um, I, I think yeah. I think you're spot on, and it's it, illuminating to what the next ten years could look like because the student athletes are going to win in court. They're, they're they're going to win. They're the whole landscape is going to change here. But before we let you go here, mm-hmm. Colorado, there's so much interest. We know how tapped in you are with this scene and calling games for Fox. Give us your snapshot outlook. CU. Yeah, I think the best thing that Dion did, I was kind of hard on that hire months ago when it happened and the, all the hype and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, come on. Let's just, you know, let's play football. Let's get to the football. I'll tell you what Dion did well. He hired a great coordinator on both sides of the ball to minimize his weaknesses. You're going to see tempo. You're going to try to minimize the line of scrimmage on both sides as much as you possibly can. But to do what Kalen DeBoer did, to go from four wins to 11, a plus seven ain't going to happen. To go from one to eight ain't going to happen. I think if you get and you're competitive in a bunch and you get to four or five with the challenges they'll have at the line of scrimmage, that'll be a step in the right direction. And that's the biggest question marks on both sides for CU, uh, yes. O-line, D-line. Uh, Brock Heward, uh, thanks so much. Appreciate you stopping by, man. Glad to have you. How about the next uh, hour and No, minutes. I don't. Uh, no, uh-uh. I got to golf. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> See uh, our analysis Bye-bye. of Training Camp 2023 is presented by ROX, Rocks Heating and Air. We've had disagreements between ex-NFL guys here on the fan about how productive of a day today will be for the Denver Broncos. And we'll explain coming up next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. All right, that was fun. Uh, Brock, you were at Impromptu jumping in with us and... You have a great relationship with Brock and your former teammate of yours. Oh, just once, right? Not not double time, was it? Yeah, just once. Just once. Just once there in, in Indianapolis. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was Peyton's uh, backup there and lives in Denver. It's just, it's just, it's just a good fun fit uh, for a few segments there. Good stuff on the on the college landscape, man. It's yeah. it's it's wild right now, man. No, it really was um, very insightful because I'm, I'm you're on the fringe here. Now, obviously, see you bolted, but it's like, well, give us a like, what happened there? Like, what really happened 
to the Pac-12. You're talking about the Pac-12. I mean, there's history there. Yeah. USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington. I mean, there's some real Stanford, some yeah. really good colleges that's that's had some really good football programs. And just to kind of, you know, peel it back, because you know Brock um, knows what's going on, yeah. right? I mean, he knows the good. He has the goods on this thing. And just to kind of say that they got a little bit, um, you know, they they, they um, got a little bit high on their horse there. Yeah. And um, just thought they were untouchable, right? And it all came crumbling down. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see here the next couple of years. But that was, that was, um, that was fun, and that was um, educational. It, re- it really was. And, and For me. It's, um, it's, uh, there's a lot to it, man. There's just, there's just a lot to it. And, and I'm disappointed. Like, even schools like Cal and Stanford, they're kind of now on the outside looking in. Those at one time, like, you think of the players that came from yes. Cal, like, you know, the Marshawn Lynches and number one overall draft pick, Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, is, is about Stanford? Keenan Allen, I think, went to Cal. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, Stanford. I mean, St- Elway. Christian McCaffrey, John Elway, John Harbaugh. Hunk like, it. yeah. I mean, just incredible. Incredible. And it, it's really, um, it's disappointing, man. It's, it's, the whole thing, we're in such new territory, it's kind of hard to remember who's where now. I mean, even for, like, like we're probably yeah. the two biggest college football fans um, on the station from the day-to-day lineup. And um, I don't know, like, if I asked you, you know, where's you know, uh, Utah playing this year right. or BYU or, you know, it's like, it's just crazy. It's changing. And, and by the way, I don't think Clemson's staying in the ACC. Florida State's angling to get out. I mean, the, the whole thing is going to continue to change here. Um, okay. Did C.J. Anderson play at Cal? I think the so. The running back? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, there's been disagreement here between ex-NFL guys on the station about how productive of a day today will be for the Denver Broncos. Now, the first preseason game is tomorrow, um, but... Uh, there's a walkthrough today, and I heard some disagreement dri- driving into uh, training camp practice, I think it was two days ago, maybe it was yesterday, between Nate and Orlando on the value of the walkthrough, and they were reacting to what Sean Payton told us on Monday. Uh, this is the head football coach uh, from earlier in the week talking about what they will be doing today. Uh, this is Sean Payton. Thursday's practice, Thursday, we'll, um, we'll come onto the field, you know, out of the I think that's south, out of the south corner, and we'll paint the picture. Our bench is over there in Arizona. It'll be the first time they see what we do pregame, stretch-wise. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be game-like. You know, we'll go through all of that. So I heard um, Orlando driving in saying, I always kind of laughed at this. This is like a waste of time. And I heard Ch- Ch- Chad Nate saying, like, oh, no, no, this is, you got to do this. I'm curious where you fall on all this. Yeah, and, and I think I heard Orlando also. I heard the conversation he was talking about, um, like, you know, the early in training camp, like, you know, the coach telling you where to line up in the huddle. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm play right tackle. I know where to line up in the huddle, you know. Um, but I, I think uh, I, I have to agree here with uh, Chad and Nate on this one. I think, um, especially on a day like today, what are you doing today? What, what, it's the day before the game. It's the day, so you're not going to be going out there um, going full speed and taking, you know, going full pads and get a lot of work done on the football field. Um, and so, you know, it's going to be a scaled back practice anyway. Th- this stuff is important. Do you want to you want to have uh, guys that that look lost out there? 
and that are, you know, for the pregame stuff. I'm talking about like pregame stuff. Sure. Right. Um, do you want to do you want to look out there during pregame and, and have a team that, that guys don't know where they're lining up and where they're stretching and what the what the drills are? You know, the little warm up drills and all that stuff where they're going, where you you know, all those things you want it to look unorganized. Guess what? If it looks unorganized, we're going to rip Sean Payton. Hmm. Right. Yeah. They can't even get their warm ups right. They're all over the place. This is a mess. This is a debacle. There's, Sean Payton's not on top of his stuff. Right. So. You need to have all that stuff buttoned up that matters, right? The huddle stuff, too. I mean, you don't spend a lot of time on it, but it's like, hey, this is where we're lining up in the huddle, right? I mean. Did it, that happen in your career where, like, you, you were literally at that professional level going yes, over how to line up in Every the huddle? huddle's different. Every huddle's different, you know, from guys like me and, and Orlando. Sometimes you go in a circle. Sometimes you go, like, you know, back-to-back and the quarterback's in front of you. Sometimes the quarterback comes in on the right. Sometimes he comes in on the left of the circle, you know, things like that. So, um, and then, you know, like in, in Indy, we didn't really huddle that much. It's like a muddle huddle. You know, like kind of guys would come back and just listen to Peyton and just yell at you or signal okay, you, right? Okay. So there wasn't really much of a huddle. But we still went over like where, you know, first day of camp where, where the coach wants you. Oh, you got to have all this stuff buttoned up. It matters. The little details, right? And so I want to see a team go out there and, and um, know what they're doing. And it's good for the players, the young players. They don't want to, you don't want to just run out on the field and be like, okay, what, what am I doing here, right? That's just more stress, more anxiety. So it's, go over it. It's, it's not a big deal. Today's a day that you're not doing a whole lot anyway because right, you're the game. playing tomorrow. Right. Make sure everyone feels comfortable about the order of operations, and that you look like a damn professional football team and not the bad news bears. It matters. <laughs> I like that. I like it. Uh, I was going to um, uh, interject that, especially for today's, young player coming into the league, a lot of these guys didn't run huddled offenses in college. So maybe stuff like that, maybe they hadn't ran since their sophomore year of high school or something like that, just from organizationally. Yeah, exactly. Um, You don't see a lot of huddling, especially in college um, anymore. You don't see it in high school. Um, So if you're going to huddle, even if you've you've done it, you you, you always um, start over and refresh it. You do because you got new guys every single year, and so you want you want to give everybody an opportunity uh, to to make a football team and it look good out there. Yeah. And ultimately, like I said, if it doesn't look good, and um, it's going to fall back on the head coach. Like this guy's disorganized; they can't even get in the huddle right. Uh, so all those little things add up to be big things uh, in the end. So I think it is important. And then you know, like you don't want to spend, um, you know. Two days doing this stuff, but a day like today, it's perfect. Perfect day, right? You want to let guys get some rest and and not um, be be running around a lot. And so, hey, let's let's just button up our pregame stuff. Let's let's make sure we're on top of all all of those things. And and that's what they're doing. I, th- I think it is um, you know important in in the big scheme because it, it is a little thing. But like I said, those little things can add up to be a big thing. And I want a football team that you know looks crisp, looks sharp, pregames, all of that stuff. Uh, you don't you don't want guys running around not knowing you know where to go. That's a, that's a bad look. Um, and you know we had a bad a lot of bad looks last year. Yeah, a lot of right. Um, embarrassing looks. Very I mean, much what, so. What, what would you think if you looked out there in Arizona and you know it just looked comical? Right. Our warm ups that would be embarrassing again. So let's button that stuff up. I think it is important, and um, and it looks like they are. So I, I good good for Sean Payton and every team I was on, we did this stuff. You know, you, you, you want you want to um, go over all these little things um, because you want to look like a professional football team. Yep, yep. I like it. 
I like it. Um, good conversation there. That's what's happening today. The team will travel out to Arizona a little bit later this afternoon. And then tomorrow it's game time. We're going to get to see the starters. The starters on both sides of the ball uh, on full display. And we now know who those starters are after the depth chart came out here within the last 48 hours. Our analysis of Training Camp 2023 is presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. We'll take a closer look at that depth chart. And what changes do we expect to that chart before week one? We'll take a dive into that coming up next.